0: say too fast fast. to reach your purpose one more time "Too too fast to reach your purpose now I just like calling it too fast and I call it too fast because that's uh I've been accused quite often of just being too fast people will try to say good morning and it's like and I have gone zooming past them I tend to stop if you are a minor but if you're not a minor I will just zoom right past you. And so I'm known as the individual that is too fast. And so I just prefer things that are fast. I get dressed quickly. So if it can't be done quickly, it's not the will of God. I go shopping quickly. So if I can't find it right away, I say it's not the will of God. The will of God is in my closet. I like going in the fast lane and when I do buy something, it's like whatever. I will reduce items if I have to in order to go through the fast lane or do self-checkout because I like things done fast. I will drive in the left lane most of the time because I like things how? Fast. I try not to go much past the speed limit where the police officer. Because I would always say to my angels, my angels "Will just blow off the car if I just go too fast. So, But often I would drive in the left lane because I prefer to go fast. I like online banking because it is what? Fast. I even do online giving because it is fast. I just prefer things being fast. I like roller coasters because they are fast. That 's just who I am, but I have learned that some things cannot not there are some things that cannot be done by going fast and I had a major lesson a few months ago in that i'm not um, um, I believe that a lot of you can be gifted in many things, but you can 't be gifted in all things, and baking is not my anointing now eating. The items baked is my anointing, but not actual baking. And so I have a friend who is really, really good at baking. And uh, so we had this uh, day where she was coming to the house and she was going to finally teach me how to make a pound cake. That's my favorite kind of cake is pound cake. So she was going to teach us how to make a pound cake. So first of all, she gave me this long list of items I had to purchase. And so I tolerated that. It's like, okay, let me get all these things. And then she's really a stickler. And so she wanted each thing measured out and placed in all these tiny containers. It's like, I don't have that many tiny containers, you know, but we will follow this because I'm hoping to learn something. And I'm thinking, it can't be too bad, you know, just a little bit longer than a regular cake. And so she, she told us all these things. So everything is laid out on the counter. And then she had the flour. And it's like, okay, here we go. We're ready. And so she said, now you have to sift the flour. And so it's like, you have a sifter. I said, yeah, girl, don't use it, but I got it. And so did the sifting. And then she said, and now you have to add. See, you can tell how much I remember. It's like, you have to add this. It's like, okay. And then you have to add this. And you got to add it in the right way and, and at the right time. It's like, okay. And then she said, now it's time to sift the flour again. It's like, well, didn't we not just do that already? It's like, and sift, sift, sift. And then you have to add it. And when by the time before I got to the third sifting of the flour, you know, I said, you know what? I don't care not about this cake right now <laughs> because it's taking too long. I like things that are fast. So it was a wonderful experience, but I learned that not everything can be accomplished by going fast. So that's why I just make a fast route, and buy a pound cake from someone. But in life, you learn that not everything can be done by going fast. So today, we're going to look at three mistakes going fast can cause you to make. Come on, repeat after me. Say, three mistakes mistakes going fast can cause you to make. One of them is that you can talk before you should. The second one, you can run before you should. And the third one, you can stop believing so you can talk before you should you can run before you should and you can stop believing let's look at Matthew 16 21 Matthew 16, 21, and it's in your notes. And for some, you have it on your uh, device, on your, your phone. You can. We actually have in the Bible app, um, all of our sermon notes are placed in that Bible app. And then those who are watching by streaming, there's a PDF option. and You can click that, and you'll see our sermon, sermon notes. When Matthew 16, 21 says, from that time on... You are a stumbling block to me, and you do, not, you do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. You can talk before you should. You can talk too quickly. Like Peter, we sometimes speak boldly, but with our limited knowledge. And you would think Peter should have had a lot of knowledge because here Christ explained to the disciples, I have to go to Jerusalem i'm going to suffer you i will suffer many things um i will be killed but i'm coming back in three days you would think that's plenty of information but it's amazing that even when you receive information you receive information by your own personal definition you're a limited knowledge of that information like peter we sometimes speak from our narrowed opinion even though um, they knew that he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords, they still thought in terms of a literal kingdom. And they thought now, you know, no more pharaohs, no more kings, all those that Jesus Christ is going to be the king. But that was his narrow opinion of what a kingdom was. And God was, thinking, was speaking in terms of a heavenly kingdom. Like Peter, we sometimes speak contrary to a leader's vision. Here, Jesus was specific. He said, this is what's going to happen. I have to go. I have to suffer. I have to die, but I'm coming back. This is the pattern. This is what's going to happen. And we see here, Peter had the nerve to turn around and say, oh, no, Jesus, you are so mistaken. Can you imagine telling the king of kings and the Lord of lords, no, 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 you are mistaken? But we do that quite often in that when it's something that God is prompting us to do, and it's like, no, nope, but I don't think that's God. We do that in our, on our jobs where, you know, the, the boss says, uh, I want you to come in at 9, but you don't actually work until 10. You say, well, if I don't work until 10, you know, why can't I come in at a quarter to 10? You know, why am I sitting there? And it's like there is a reason for the, what your boss, your leader, is asking you to do? And are you the kind of person where you need total clarity in order to be in compliance? It's like, no, no, no. Here, it was impossible for Peter to be in total, total clarity. So he should have just trusted the leader and moved forward. But like Peter, we sometimes go contrary to the vision of our leader. So we see we can talk too quickly if we're going fast. We can run too quickly. Let's look at Mark fourteen forty four. Now the betrayer has arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. That was too quickly. I am leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me. Every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures have been fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled here in the midst of trouble. Here in the midst of a challenge, all of the disciples, all the people that have been following Jesus decided to disperse. They decided to abandon Christ. And you say, I would never desert or abandon Christ. But there are many times in life where God has spoken something to your heart and mind. And out of fear, out of concern, out of, I I just don't want to do that, God, we tend to go in uh, in another direction that is leaving Christ right there all by himself. And what's so amazing is that oftentimes, even when we abandon Christ, he's still, his love for you hasn't changed. His concern for you hasn't changed. He's just waiting on you to rebound and come back again. I must confess that especially in my early days that I did a whole lot of Jesus abandonment. And that there were things that I knew that God wanted me to do or I, would, I felt a prompting that I should do it, but I didn't want to do it. One of the main things is public speaking. Anytime you see Diane Florence Bryan Temple holding a mic and talking, it's just an absolute miracle from God. Because I was quite specific with God of what I did not want to do. And I specifically said, God, I do not want to speak in front of people. I want a career where I'm just doing one thing. I don't mind doing one-on-one. I don't mind doing, I was a Sunday school teacher, talking to little people and hugging on them and and teaching them how to color in the lines. But, you know, when it comes to grown folk, I don't do grown folk, guys. So, you know, I want to just not have to talk in front of people. And it was amazing that even in my early years, even in my teen years, they would always ask me to, you know, the, the church girl who's always, I want you to read the poem on the program. I want you to do the introduction. I want you to do the announcement. It's like, nope, I don't speak in front of people, nope. I didn't even want, I was one of those where I'm not doing Easter speech now. I did Easter speech one time and I about passed out. It's like, I don't do Easter speeches. I don't do anything like that so even in the career that i chose i chose the career where i said i'm going to be a medical technologist and so that's why i actually have a degree in biology minor in chemistry because that was my goal and the main reason why i chose that uh, profession was because i did not have to talk to people I could just, you give me a sample, I look at it in microscope, I give you an analysis and go back. I've talked to one person at a time, but I don't have to talk to a whole lot of people. And so, God, you know, that's my thing. That's my preference. But it was amazing that all those doors, I never did follow the last, it was like an internship or something I had to do, and I didn't want to leave home. So I said, well, let me just go do something else for a minute while I'm deciding whether I want to do internship. And so, in the meantime, I said, I'll just work anywhere while I'm waiting. And so, I'm not doing anything. I'm not talking in front of people. I've got a bunch of school teachers in my family. I'm not teaching school because that's in front of a bunch of people. And so, I'm just not going to do that. And so, I said, God, while I'm waiting, I will do anything. I'll even work at McDonald's. It doesn't matter. And so, I went and actually applied at McDonald's with my bachelor's degree in biology. And I was rejected. Can you imagine I couldn't even get a job at McDonald's? How hard is that? I'm only talking to one person at a time saying, can I help you? I'm not in front of a whole lot of people at the same time. But it's amazing when God has a purpose and a goal for you that there's sometimes doors that he will refuse to open. And we are trying to pry the door open, trying to press the door open. And sometimes the door does not open because God says, it's not the best thing for you. Right now, you're only trying to push through that door because you're scared. And you need to just get over it. And so I was running from God. I was running from what God wanted me to do. And so after I was declined from, you know, working at, uh, McDonald's, and I'm sure I probably tried a couple of department stores and various things. I decided, okay, let me at least, while I'm waiting, while I'm checking to see what I'm going to do and if I'm going to go do an internship somewhere, you know, I'll at least start substitute teaching. They And I will start with little kids because little kids, those are the only individuals that I do. And so I started substitute teaching with little kids and having them all day long and going to the bathroom. That was just too much for me. I couldn't take it. It was more than my Sunday school class that was... Two hours, so I said, Let me go to middle school. went to middle school uh, it was they just had too many hormonal issues. it was just too much I couldn't take it, and so I went on and moved to high school because I said, I can focus on my, my love and passion for science and high school, and that was my fit, and that was an open door it's like what what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Uh, yes, we need science teachers at the time, and so It was, it's, I think about it often to see how God prepared me by giving me an opportunity. He, He allowed me to practice on a classroom of 25 to 32 because He was preparing me to be able to speak to thousands. And I would have never guessed it that all of that wonderful teaching, and I tell pastor all the time, you fire me, I go right back to the school system, you know, because I actually love doing that. But all that just teaching, uh, it, I actually taught thousands over the years that I was an educator, but I just did it in 25 to 32 people increments. All the preparation of God, after running and running and telling God, no, it was amazing how he did this ever so graceful setup for me but that's what happens sometimes when you're going fast and you have a plan in your head that you think god has for you or you're just telling god i don't even want to hear what you have for me this is what i would prefer prefer to do sometimes he'll let you go on and i call it get clunked in your head and all sorts of things will happen in life but if you just just slow down long enough to let him slow down long enough to pay attention to him he will give you the answer he will be begin to prepare you for the real call that you have upon your life. So we see that going too fast, you can talk before you should, you can run before you should. And finally, you can stop believing. Hebrews 10, says, Let us draw near to God, but with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed pure with water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. If you are traveling in a fast rate, sometimes you will begin to swerve. We do a lot of traveling back and forth from um, Savannah to Orlando, and you know why, because I'm a grandmama, oh my gosh. You know, and my grandbaby is here today, so as soon as I say my last word, I'm gonna tell y'all bye, play with her for a few minutes and then, handle 11 o'clock but um you can sometimes if you're going real fast you can swerve and you don't even realize you're swerving You'll see cars, sometimes we'll see cars on the road, and they are just getting up, they're all 95, and all of a sudden they're drifting across the line, and then they're coming back, and they're drifting across the line, and you're thinking, okay, are they okay, are they asleep, you know, and you want to harp and get past them because you don't want them to run into you, but you know, sometimes we'll toot the horn and say, wake up, you know, what's the issue, but sometimes if you are going super fast, you will begin to swerve, and you don't even realize you are. And it's the same way that happens in life. So many things are happening. Doors are opening for you. You're getting promotions and pay raises. And people know who you are, and they say, good morning, ma'am. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you? And you just think, my life is rolling. And you just begin to swerve, and you don't even realize you're swerving. Because at that point, you're no longer going under God's momentum, but you're going on your own. You left God back five, ten miles back, and you're just thinking, I'm just really off the chain. Now I'm just so wonderful. Everybody adores me. Hi, hi, hi. You're going in your own momentum, and sometimes when you're going in your own momentum, you will begin to swerve. You will begin sometimes, if you're going too fast, is forget that we serve a faithful God. You just think I just have, I'm just having good luck. Good things are happening for me. The boss likes me or, you know, I cheese. I gave him enough, you know, uh, cookies and pies and cakes. And now because I gave all these gifts and it's like, yes, sir, i stay here later. You're just thinking that that's why you have such favor. But actually, sometimes you forget that the blessings that you have is because you have you serve a faithful God. And sometimes you can go so fast until you forget that one of the things we are called to do is to be encouragers of others. We are in the people business. Even though I wanted to just look at a microscope and then deal with people one-on-one, we're in the people business. Say, I am in the people business. One of the things we are called to do as believers is to be encouragers of people. We should encourage them to make sure they gather together, whether that's coming together in, in church sometimes, whether it's c- gathering together in that special time of prayer that you have uh, during your lunch break or a small Bible study you're having in your home. You should be encouragers of others. You should encourage people and say, good morning, have a, have a blessed day. You know how are you today? And then don't say how are you today and keep walking. And it's like I'm fine. I guess you didn't wait for my answer. You need to. Sometimes we go so fast. You have to slow yourself down because you have to remember that you are in the people business. Even if it's not speaking before masses, you have the ability to encourage an individual. You've seen the waitresses that just having a bad day. We had a waiter the other day we went to a, a restaurant that pastor loves going to because of their um she crab soup and i mean i don't deal. i don't do crab period can you imagine i tell singles watch out because god gonna bless you with someone who's totally opposite from you you know <laughs> and so he wanted the she crab soup and he was all excited about it and and the first bowl that came out was he said tastes funny something's wrong because it wasn't she crab soup they they found out it was a oops moment and so he brought something back and even that one wasn't quite correct and the guy was just so apologetic and I'm thinking yeah you should be apologetic because this man's been talking about she crab soup all day long but now I find him because he, he understood he's in the people business he began to encourage the man and he said, well, man, it's okay. Some some days, you know, it was wonderful the other day. And so I'm good. You know, just just give me, and he named something else that he liked to have. But he said, I noticed that the whole time he was trying to encourage the guy because the guy was like, it's my first day. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, my God. You know, and so instead of, well, you need better training. And uh, give me the chef. Uh, who is your boss? Anyway, you need another profession. That's what our old man would tend to do. But remember, we are in the people business. Come on, say "I." in the people business he was already tortured and felt horrible why should we to save sanctified people go make him feel worse and so I watched pastor encourage him the whole time and he even after everything gave him a big tip and said I'm just so um, honored to have you and you know you have a wonderful day and he was apologizing still all the way and, and find found out where he was from and I mean just carried on the conversation to make this man feel better We are called, even when we are in a fast pace, we are called to slow down long enough to be an encourager of people. So even though I love doing things fast, I have to keep in mind, am I going too fast to reach my purpose? You have to think, today at this stage of my life, what is the purpose? What is my purpose? What are my goals in life? It may not be the same as it was 10 years ago, but what are my goals in life? And am I going too fast? If in doubt, you can think of a couple of things. You know that you're going too fast if the speed you're traveling could cause harm to yourself and others. In a natural car you can go so fast until you can cause harm to yourself and others and often I've heard uh, this uh, stats on how when a person gets in a head-on collision most of the time the driver will survive but the person that they hit will be the fatality so you're not when you're going fast you're not just impacting yourself you're impacting other people you're thinking, I'm going fast, I'm, I'm begging and shaking, I'm making these things happen on my job, I'm going fast in school, I'm going... You have to understand, you are not just impacting yourself, you are impacting other people. You could be impacting the sacrifice, the extra hours, all those various things. You may be making more money and going fast, but how is it impacting your spouse? You may be going forward and have a lot of advance, but how is it impacting your children? Are you going too fast? How is it impacting your own body? You're working, you have two jobs and then you're working part-time on a third job and it's like, this is what I have to do. I'm going fast because I want to go forward. But what is your body saying? You say, nope, I can live off of four hours. No, ask people in the medical field. That is not healthy for you to uh, to just live off of four hours. Your body is more prone to illness and sicknesses when you don't get enough sleep. Going too fast. So if you're going too fast, you know that you're going too fast because sometimes the speed in which you're traveling can harm others and harm yourself. You are going too fast if the speed you're traveling causes you to miss markers and turns. If you're listening to God, there are times when God will tell you, okay, I want you to stop. I want you to turn right. I want you to turn left. Sometimes you're in a car and you're, the, per- the passenger is telling you the, the turn is coming up, but you're so busy going fast and you're looking forward and you're holding it to the road until you forget about the turn. Your little Google map is trying to tell you your turn is in 1.5 miles. Then it's saying, no, your turn now is in 0.5 miles. And then you're still holding it and you have the music playing and going and carrying on conversations. And it's saying, beep, 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 you, we are now re- rerouting your travel. <laughs> you know that you're going too fast in life because sometimes you will totally miss your turn those of you some in this house used to go to the rinkin campus all the time and rinkin is a a beautiful town that's outside of savannah on the other side of port wentworth and we had a campus in rinkin and on 95 it seemed like the ride was a ride of eternity but when you were on 95 and if you missed that turn to go to rinkin it took a minute before you got back because the next turn is in south carolina and so you end up if you miss the turn you, have, you, will cross, you will cross the Savannah River. You'll go, I don't even know what that other turn is, but it's like, oh, Jesus, take the wheel. Can you please? Can't we have an exit just before the Savannah River? But no, you have to keep going, and then you get off on something. I don't know if it's Hardyville or something. then turn around and come all the way back to the Rankin exit. You can go so fast, but you could, and it will cause you to miss your turn. There are turns we've all made in life, But if we just hold thinking we're just going forward and I'm going as fast as I can, you can miss the turn that God has for you. You are also going too fast if the speed that you're traveling will cause you to go. And and because sometimes the speed that you're traveling will cause you to go in the wrong direction. You're going so fast you don't even realize you're going in the wrong direction. Your navigation is trying to tell you you turn, but you're still going in the wrong direction. God is trying to tell you you're going in the wrong direction, but you're going forward. Your family members and friends are trying to tell you, nope, wrong person, wrong person, no, wrong job, wrong decision. But you're like, nope, you're trying to control my life, you're trying to rule my life, you're trying to tell me what to do. I am grown now, I do what I want. And so you're just going fast and forward, but you're going fast and forward in the wrong direction. Pastor gives this story, and I just love hearing the story about as a teenager, he and his friends uh, went to a revival service or something, and I think it was near Atlanta. And so they had a wonderful time, and so he said that in coming back, they just saw, began to see mountains, and they said they just felt like it was the glory of the Lord because the service was so powerful. So they said service was so powerful and anointed until God began to just show mountains, showing his glory. And they are just thanking God for all the mountains and things that they didn't see coming. And then eventually they saw a sign that says, Welcome to Tennessee. (laughs) And he said he realized that they were praising God and going in the wrong direction. And sometimes God will let you do that, Just long enough for you to get back to your common sense and say, God, I need you to take the wheel because I'm seeing mountains and I'm not supposed to see them. (laughs) If you're still wondering if you're going in the wrong direction, the wrong direction to reach your purpose, my rule is if in doubt, ask. Come on, say, if in doubt, doubt, ask. ask. You are to ask somebody. If you don't know how to make a pound cake, ask someone who knows how to make a pound cake. If you need, if you want some help on parenting, ask someone who is, who is walking in successful parenting. Not someone where they're dragging their child and the child's falling out all on the floor and he's like, okay, how can you help me be a better parent? Nope, that's not working. Ask someone who appears to be walking in successful parenting ask for help. If you want to know how well are you doing as, as, a, as a spouse or how well am I doing on the job, ask someone, how am I doing? And then one of my favorite verses, and I think probably half the time that I teach, I mention this verse, and it's in James 1 and 5. It says, if any of you lacks, lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives it liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. If in doubt, ask God. God will give you the answer. Sometimes he'll give you the answer in divine revelation. Sometimes he'll give you the answer in his word. Sometimes he'll give you the answer in just reading a secular book or a magazine. Sometimes God will give you the answer from a family member or a friend or someone who just happened to be passing by will give you the answer. But if you just ask God, he promised that he will give you the answer. He will give you wisdom and he will give it to you liberally. Am I going too fast to reach my purpose? Look for the warning signs. Make sure that you're not talking too quickly, running too quickly, and make sure that you're not going so fast until you're believing in yourself more than believing in God. Make sure you're not going so quickly until you forget that you are in the people business and that going fast, sometimes you can not only hurt harm others, but you can harm yourself. And if in doubt, ask God and He will give it to you. I would love for life to be quick in every single thing, like roller coaster rides. I have this beautiful uh, grandbaby now, and she just turned one. She's now 13 months, almost 14 months. And when she turned one, it's like, you know what, God? It sure would be nice at one that she would not only stop using the bottle, but She would be potty trained and no diapers are no no longer needed. It would be great if she could speak clearly and say, Grandma, Mom, where is the nearest restroom? That would be so wonderful at one. It would be so wonderful at one that she can say, Grandma, Mom, can I have a snack or, you know, where are we going to go? It would be so wonderful at one, but that is too fast. It's too fast. Some things take time, and we have to just sometimes use some common sense and wisdom, but then sometimes just ask God and say, God, just help me. There are some things that don't come to Melania until she's two. Some things won't come until she's three, even though she's an absolute genius, and I'm expecting her to do great things. There <laughs> Today, she has not said, "Grandmama, where is the nearest restroom? So I have to slow down the pace and wait on her and wait on God. Amen. Come on and stand to your feet. Praise the Lord. There is an old school song and I'm sure those of probably individuals who are over 50 and might be the only ones who know this song. But this song says you can't hurry God. No, you just have to wait. You have to trust him and give him time, no matter how long it takes. He's a God that you can't hurry. He'll be there, you don't have to worry. He may not come when I want him, but he's right on time. Come on, put those hands together.
1: Goes like this. You can't hurry, God. No, no, you just have to wait. You have to trust him and give him time. No matter how long it takes, he's a God you can't erase. You have to trust him, trust him.
0: want him, but he's always right on time. Amen. Come on and give the Lord one more hand of praise. I'd like everyone to bow your heads for a moment because there may be some individuals in the house and you have been driving your own life and it's just not working for you. It is time for you to allow Jesus Christ to take the wheel And drive at just the right speed and pace. Jesus knows when it's time for you to make a left turn, right turn. And even he knows when you need to stop because it's the best thing for you to do. So you need on this day, you have an opportunity to give your heart and life to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords just by praying a very, very simple prayer. And it's a prayer where you don't have to scrub off anything or do anything, change anything. The Bible says all you have to do is confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. A simple prayer that you can pray from your seat. You won't be called up to the front and no attention brought to yourself. This is a personal time between you and God. So if you wanna pray this prayer of salvation, all you have to do is wave in the, in the sanctuary. All you have to do is wave. And for some, you need a prayer of rededication. All you have to do is wave. A simple prayer. A simple prayer, hallelujah. See, it's a couple of hands. Come on, continue to pray, saints. Anyone else wanna pray this simple prayer of salvation? you see now everyone let's pray together say heavenly father your word says if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead I shall be saved so on today I confess today I believe and today I receive in Jesus name Amen, amen. Isn't that so simple?